0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Welcome to this special edition of Open Ears Maine. This morning, we interrupted Rick Savage while he was making the donuts for today's reopening of Sunday River Brewing in Bethel to ask him why he's opening for table service despite Maine's state of emergency because of COVID-19. I'm your host, Crash Berry, editor-at-large for Mainer, the magazine and website at MainerNews.com. By the way, If you enjoy true crime podcast, be sure to check out Devils and Dirtbags. That's my 13-part investigation of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield, Massachusetts. You can find that at devilsanddirtbags.com or wherever you download. us now is Rick Savage, owner of Sunday River Brewing in Bethel, a guest on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show last night where he announced he was opening for business today and gave out Governor Janet Mills' cell phone number encouraging people to call her. Rick, why did you decide to open today despite the, the state's plan uh, that would allow restaurants... The state plan
2: doesn't make sense. The plan doesn't make sense for businesses. Doesn't, she's going to ruin the whole summit tourist industry w- between us the coast, all these people are going to be hurting. And we were all told May 1st, we did what we were supposed to do. And then on her own, she goes and does this. And we're just not into it. You know, we can, we got a big restaurant. We're clean. We can space people out. If people don't want to come in, they can get to go food. You know, we can make it safe. And if people don't want to come in, just don't come in. You know what I mean?
1: How can you make it safe? What are you promising your patrons in terms of safety?
2: I've got a 250 seat restaurant inside. I got 110 person deck outside and i got a 2200 square foot patio so if people weren't about social distancing we can social distance them but like we're, we're driving around different parts of the state and there's people all over the place now you go to these big box stores and there's people everywhere you know so she's picked these certain industries that she's going to hurt and you know she didn't shut any big industries down she's got nothing big down in this state it's all the small people you know we did what we were supposed to do, and we just don't have the cases in Oxford County that weren't what she's coming up with. She's out of touch. Her economic developer even said that it miscalculated the cost. You know what I mean? They just don't know.
1: So today you're going to open at four p.m.
2: Open at noon time.
1: At noon, okay.
2: At noon, yes.
1: It's yes. rainy. What are you going to do if a bunch of people show up?
2: They're going to. We can see them inside.
1: If you have They're hundreds inside. of people showing up, you're going to be able to seat all of them inside.
2: Yeah, we'll do what we can do. We'll put in what we can put in, and 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 be comfortable with, and keep going.
1: I mean, I'm familiar with the restaurant. Obviously, where would you put them? I mean,
2: this restaurant on a busy date has over a thousand people. They cost us six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in lost revenue.
1: You you would bring in six hundred and fifty thousand dollars during the spring in Bethel.
2: Put it this way: from we from when we closed down until now, I've lost lost.
1: in revenue. I live in Oxford County, Rick. There's not that many people around right now that would be spending that sort of money. The ski areas are shut down. I mean, that just seems like I can understand that during the summer months. But right now, you're saying $650,000 you've lost.
2: Since this pandemic, yes. So every day since we've opened this restaurant is what we had for sales, okay? I go off my sales from last year, and my sales are higher this year. Those are the numbers, and those are the true numbers of what we are losing this is this one restaurant. The state lost forty forty five thousand dollars 45000 in tax
1: revenue. What will you do if they, meaning the government, tries to shut you down or punish you somehow?
2: Oh, they're going to try it today. They're going to, supposedly, what they're going to try to do is take my licenses, take my liquor license for a year, and arrest me today, supposedly.
1: Where did you hear that from?
2: That comes from some credible uh, sources that we have.
1: Did you check with any of your legal advisors before doing this?
2: No. No. My okay. we got lawyers. We got we, we own six different businesses, my brother and myself. We don't we have other businesses besides this restaurant. And you no, know, we're not just doing this for us. We're doing this for the state of Maine. I talked to a lot of people yesterday. They're devastated. You know? The order that she put in place for the state of Maine, a lot of people, if they don't own up, will go eighteen months with a business with no revenue.
1: Are your employees going to be outfitted with masks and face shields and wearing gloves? No. 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 Okay.
2: Service can serve what they want. If they feel they want to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. If somebody wants to wear a mask when they come in here, they can wear a mask. We're not in the business of telling people what to wear. We're in the business of selling food. We're a clean operation. We were told one thing. This governor went and did this on her own rogue with this new plan that she came up with, and it's ridiculous. The experts said Maine should have never been shut down in the first place.
1: Were you getting that information?
2: We're getting information. I, I've had companies research and information from me all the time. The, the two doctors from California, they said Maine should have never been quarantine in the first place. Spread the disease out there. That's what they want. You know? And keep the vulnerable in, at, at home. You know? We've been, we've been in here working uh, a crew of us for the last six weeks, remodeling, painting, cleaning, cooking meals for the community. You know, we've done all the right things. We did exactly what we were supposed to do, and then the state changes their mind on every business in the state because she's a control freak. She's a
1: dictator. Well, how did you get on the Tucker Carlson show last night? How did you land that?
2: I know Tucker, and um, I reached out to him at one point and said, hey, listen, I want to do this. He didn't reach out to me. I reached out to them.
1: You know him from Lake Christopher or Brian Pond, where he has a summer home then. Does he come into the restaurant? He
2: comes into my restaurant, but we also had a restaurant on Lake Christopher called The Boiler Room a year ago. Tucker and his family had that island for
1: years. So what has been the response to your appearance on uh, Carlson's show?
2: It's been crazy. And the calls we're getting from all over the United States, ninety nine percent of the people that are calling are in our favor of what we're doing. One percent is like, hey, you're irresponsible. You shouldn't be doing this. And I said, hey, everybody's got their own opinion. We you know, big states are opening up. You know? All the big states are opening up. We're in Maine in a little economy here that, that's you know, not there's twenty two hundred people in the state in, in the town of Bethel. So everybody's you know, I go down the turnpike the other day. And the state has a construction job going, and the contractors were having lunch, and there was 35, 40 people in a thirty-foot radius having lunch.
1: So let's say a bunch of people now, come. Let's say a bunch of people come into the restaurant today. It's been getting lots of publicity. I imagine some Bostonians and other uh, Massachusetts residents are probably en route your place right now. There's a lot of COVID nineteen in Massachusetts. Are you are, first of all? Are you alarmed that they're coming up here with disease?
2: Listen, we have tons of second homes up here in Bethel. These homes have been packed with Massachusetts people for months, for weeks. They've been up here for weeks. The, the people that have homes in Bethel and Murray and, and the Sunday River region have been up here at their vacation home getting out of Massachusetts
1: for weeks. I know, but you've been saying that you got a lot of uh, publicity uh, since the Tucker Carlson show, and I'm seeing reports on social media that people are now intending to come up because you'd be the only bar open for hundreds of miles. Those people haven't been quarantined. Uh, The state requires a 14-day quarantine for out-of-state visitors. What about those people from out-of-state coming to Maine today just to eat at your restaurant and support? They're breaking the 14-day quarantine.
2: People are already breaking the 14-day quarantine. It's not happening. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody's tracking these people. People are coming and going there defying that order all the time. Nobody's coming into Maine and saying, oh, we're going to quarantine now. It doesn't even make sense, you know. If you're sick and you don't feel good and you're an elderly person and you feel a the symptoms, stay home. Quarantine yourself, you know. That's all. That's what people need to do. We need to get back open. This is a fragile economy up here, you know. Take northern Maine. There's hardly any cases up in the county. And they got them all shut down up there. Those people don't have the out-of-state money. You know, They don't. they don't have it as easy as we do in this part of the state. This is about everybody else, not just me. You know, I'm talking to lawmakers that have been putting the dark on all of this. Both sides, they found out about this new order over the press release. That's what they did. She signed a. She signed a. Um, when the lawmakers were working on their last bill, on the bottom of it, she put during COVID-19, Janet, Governor Janet Mills will have total control over the state of Maine during the pandemic. And what I say basically goes. And we're, we're democratically stacked, and they signed it and gave her the authority. We don't even know if that's legal. So why did you
1: give out Governor Mills' cell phone number last night on the air?
2: Because we've been trying to call. They got all the phones shut right off from the investor. Lawmakers can't even talk to her. Lawmakers can't even talk to her. They have to email her, and then she gets back to to email. That's not a democratic process, you know what I mean?
1: How did you get her I number? Her. What's that? How did you get her number?
2: I got resources.
1: I remember back in 2012 uh, when you were arrested in Bethel over that confrontation over the town sign ordinance at the time Janet Mills was your lawyer how did that work out for you
2: uh, It didn't work out well at all I had to take I had to get another lawyer and have her served by a US marshal while she was attorney general to get my money back because she didn't represent me under the contract that we had
1: so it sounds like there's some bad blood between you. Is that one of the reasons why you went on Tucker's show? No,
2: there's not. It's, it's, no, I, I don't care what governor it was sitting in there. If they're making these same decisions, we would have done the same thing. There's nothing to do with what happened with me and her in 2012. That's in the past. We've, that, we don't go there. You know what I mean? We don't even care about the past. You know, what happens, happens. And she didn't represent us. We, we did what we had to do. We come to terms. And that's in the past. You know, she's our governor. I respect authority. Trust me, I'm military. i have seven years Navy Seabees. And I, I, I definitely, you know, a chain of command, I appreciate that. But not when they're ruining
1: people's lives. So did you vote for her? I didn't vote for her. Uh, Tucker said you gave away tens of thousands of meals in recent months. Is that true?
2: Yes, we did. We did almost 11,000 meals in the last six weeks for the, for the community.
1: And, and how were those meals distributed?
2: Through the school system.
1: So how much did you spend of your money on that program? A lot. Are you going to claim this as some sort of deduction? Do you have receipts?
2: Uh, We just kept track of what we did. And, you know, we got some donations. and We had a lot of volunteers helping. You know, there was a lot of people that stepped up to the plate.
1: What kind of precautions have you and your staff been taking during this last six weeks in terms of when you were preparing this food? Were your cooks wearing face shields and masks?
2: No, we were wearing gloves, and, and we're just clean. We wipe stuff down constantly. We're, the the restaurant we have is just super clean. I mean, it's it's spot on. And we're just a clean family, and we run a clean operation, and that's what we did, and we put out like 11,000 meals just about. We feel we were lucky to do that. We wanted to do it. And the Sunday River Ski Resort took that over from us. They're doing it for the next month to make sure the elderly is taken care of.
1: What do you think about the state numbers that there have been cases in Oxford County? Are you worried that COVID-19 could possibly uh, be lurking in your restaurant because of that?
2: No, not at all.
1: Are you using hospital-grade disinfectants when you wipe stuff down?
2: We've got all stuff from Eco Lab that's all certified for what we're doing, all sanitizers. And everything's, you know, wiped down, cleaned down, blown down. We've done everything. We put four new, five new coats of polyurethane on all our floors. We remodeled bathrooms. You know, new furnaces, new hot water heaters, all this stuff.
1: Uh, okay, but are you actually maintaining kind of cleanliness guidelines that other businesses, such as barbers, um, are you taking any preventive measures that are more of, of medically approved than just your standard restaurant cleaning?
2: No, we're doing our standard restaurant cleaning. and I mean, I have a school. We've been selling disinfectant sanitizers, all that stuff down there for weeks, and we brought the same chemicals over here. And we're just using approved chemicals to clean this place. We're doing probably what everybody else is doing.
1: Okay. I've been seeing lots of commentary on social media. Some people obviously disagreeing with uh, your intent to open today, uh, but I've also seen a lot of people dissing the beer. And as someone was at your restaurant several occasions I, you know i've got to be i got to be blunt with you rick i've been i've been very disappointed we have maine is filled with great brew and i'm curious why does your beer so warm and, and it really doesn't taste very good
2: i don't know what you're talking about there we've won many awards of this this guy has been doing this 25 years we have a great reputation we sell our beer as quick as we can make it it's all taste you know what i mean it's like me i drink nick ultra it's, it's all taste driven you know I don't like every type of beer. I don't like our beer sometimes because I don't drink that type of beer. But it doesn't mean it's everybody's opinion, you know. There's so many craft beers out there. Some people like some. Some people like the styles. It's, it's just what you like, you know.
1: Do you think there's going to be any uh, blowback uh, towards your businesses, your multiple businesses this summer from area residents?
2: Not at all. We get a lot of support in this town. We've built three or 400 houses in the town of Bethel. We have a lot of friends from out of state. We have a lot of support. People support us. We support the community. We do stuff for this community all the time. Not just with this thing that we just did with these meals. We do stuff all the time. We make donations left and right in this town. Anybody needs anything that come to us, if we can help them, we help them out.
1: You have uh, uh, quite the reputation in Bethel from some uh, people. Uh, you've been arrested at least once. You've had lawsuits against the town and back and forth. Uh, would you say that uh, you're kind of a confrontational guy by nature?
2: Not at all. Not at all. I'm not confrontational at all. But I'm going to stand up for my rights. That's all. You know, we have rights in this state, and people that stand up for it, they want to trample. They want to trample you. You know, I have been arrested. But what you don't understand is the two cases that when I got arrested, I won both the cases.
1: Right. So, but but you, know, you but but when you, you were case arrested, case. you were when you were arrested, you were kind of causing some trouble. Uh, apparently, no, wasn't. Uh, uh, no, wasn't. arguing and yelling.
2: If you want to read the, to read the, the judge's report. It said that the Oxford County sheriffs aren't credible people.
1: Hey, I agree with you there. I mean, this was the the sheriff's department at that point was uh, run by Wayne Glant, and we know uh, that he's bad news.
2: Well, you can't say that because he's never been charged with nothing. So, you know, you got to assume that people are innocent until proven guilty, and nobody's been proven guilty in any of that stuff. And that's the town, again, overreach with, with getting into. You know, politics, when they're just instead of just running a town, you know? We, we have a lot of people we employ in this town, and we have to look out for our people and our businesses. And if no, we don't do it, nobody else is going to do
1: it. How many employees do you have?
2: couple hundred, 250.
1: You have 250 employees in Bethel. Year-round or some of those seasonal jobs? Year-round. One final question. Uh, what would your response be if somebody gets sick because of you opening early.
2: Try to prove who's getting people sick. There's nobody getting sick around here. You know, a lot of this is scare tactics. I know there's a real thing going on out there, but it's different parts of the state, different parts of the country are affected in different ways. You know, we feel we're fine to come in here. If somebody doesn't want to come in, don't come in. That's all.
1: How do you think uh, Donald Trump has been handling the COVID-19 pandemic?
2: I think he's been doing a good job. You know, I don't know how you can judge how he does, good or bad, when it's a pandemic, because it's a one-and-done type thing here. You know what I mean? So it's really a whatever happens, happens, and you try to do the best you can through it. I think, you know, they stepped up and done as much as they can do, and I think they're representing the people fine.
1: So you, you, you give uh, Donald Trump credit, but at the same time, you're holding Janet Mills to the fire. Why, why a difference in standards there?
2: Because Janet Mills affects my bottom dollar my bottom line, Donald Trump, you know, I would. I wish Trump would come in and he can Trump her. He could come in and say, hey, listen, you got to open up the state of Maine and there's nothing she could say about it.
1: Wait, hold on. You want Donald Trump, the president of the United States to come and take local control of Maine saying reopen? You would like to see that?
2: I'd love to see that power. Yes.
1: Wow. So yep. I imagine from the, you know, just what you're saying there, that you support Trump and you're anti Janet Mills. Are you a registered Republican? Yes, I am a Republican. So, Republicans usually are anti-big government, uh, but in this case, you want big government to come in and take control.
2: Well, the economy was awesome, you guys, and, and it still is good. We just got to get it back working, you know? That's all. It's not about government or anything. It's about us being back to work. Hey, I got to go finish these
1: donuts. I appreciate the Thank problem. you very much.
0: I don't need another flu shot. I had a flu shot last year. A swine flu epidemic may be coming. Swine flu shot? Well, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. It could make you very sick.
2: Swine flu? Man, I'm too fast today uh. to it catch me.
1: You'll want to be protected. I'm the healthiest 55-year-old you've ever seen. Hey, I play
0: golf every weekend. Get a shot of protection. The swine flu shot. Joe brought it home from the office. He gave it to Betty and one of his kids, and to Betty's mother. But Betty's mother went back to California the next day. On her way to the airport, she gave it to a cab driver, a ticket agent, and one of the charming stewardesses. At school, Joe's kid gave it to some other kids, and Mrs. Merrill got it and gave it to her husband. In California, Betty's mother gave it to her best friend, Dottie. But Dottie had a heart condition and she died. But before she died, Dottie gave it to her girlfriend, the mailman, the paper boy, and the vet when she went to pick up her chihuahua. If a swine flu epidemic comes, this is how it could spread. You'll want to be protected, especially if you're elderly or chronically ill. Get a shot of protection. The swine flu shot.
1: Thanks again to Rick Savage. We want to hear your pandemic stories. Email me at crash at crashberry.com. Are you reopening a Stage 1 business? Let me know. Are you an employee of a Stage 1 business? How do you feel about going back to work? Or... Are you an essential worker with a COVID-19 tale? We want to hear it. We're also taking tips on helpers, heroes, and bad actors trying to wreak havoc during the trials and tribulations of 2020. The email is crash at Next week on Open Ears Maine, we'll be speaking to various unemployed Mainers to see how the system is treating them. Also, a conversation with a school teacher about pandemic education, and an interview with a schooner captain to learn if the state's iconic schooner fleet can weather the COVID-19 storm. That's Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 until 8. Thanks for listening.